Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are back together in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 166. Got a really good show lined up for you today where we're going to talk about how great coaches are created in the offseason and some things that kind of relate to that. Before we get into that topic, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Speaking of supporting us, patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can, if you want to see coach prep and everything fast pitch continue on into the future, we need more people to come on board as patrons. It's five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Everything's explained to you there. We certainly do appreciate the support. We love the the patrons that we've had, and we've had a pretty good couple of month run where we've added quite a few patrons, but we definitely need to keep that momentum up. Um, we need to add some more if we want to keep this podcast alive and keep going into the future. So if you're in a position where you can, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, great coaches are made in the off season. No, I think that's a pretty strong statement for sure, Tori, but uh, the off season isn't just that we're off, right? Right. Well, and I guess the the off season is one of those tricky kinds of terms. Sure. Because basically now it seems like for sure the travel ball world and, and for, for many of us, softball is a year-round kind of thing. But there's, sure, there's yeah. peaks and valleys. There's times when you're really busy with your team practicing and playing. There's other periods in time where you're not quite so tied up with team stuff. And so when we think about great coaches being created in those off times, those those slower times, I think is important. But I think it's it, there's different levels to what we're talking about. So obviously, coaches should always be looking to improve their technical knowledge. They should learn better techniques, better ideas, new and improved things, yep. new technologies, whatever it might be that's going to make you ahead of the curve, you know, ahead of the challenges, so that you've got the solutions already uh, in the process uh, before the problems necessarily even arise. You know, that's one part of it. But the other part, and this is something that I think really hits it and, and tugs at me a little bit, is the understanding all the other things that go into whether your team's going to be successful or not, or not and making sure that you're investing, you know, the time and effort and energy that you need to on that side of it. So one of the biggest mistakes I think I made as a coach is I spent a whole lot of time trying to treat players all the same and trying to you know have a, a kind of like a cookie cutter mentality in my mind about rules and ideas and and situations and spent a long time in my coaching career really kind of hung up on that and in hindsight now I wish I could go back and and have spent a little bit more time and effort trying to think about and strategize a little bit more for the individual needs and, and challenges for the players. Some of it on a softball skill side of it, you know, making more of an effort to really analyze and, and look hard at strengths and weaknesses that players had in their game, you know, things that they were, you know, really good at or not really good at. 
Um, you know, we, we spent some time in recent episodes of Everything Fast Pitch talking about challenging players and making sure that they're working on their weaknesses. But I don't know that I spent enough time doing that. And then the flip side of it, because I think that, you know, a lot of my technical coaching was geared more towards, you know, all the players being similar or being the same, that it left kind of a, a big void in my relationship with the players. And so, you know, to kind of make that hopefully make a little bit more sense. If a player knows you're really committed to helping them, if they know you're really thinking hard about how you can help them become better, if they know that you're really invested in them individually, the effort that they put in, the enthusiasm that they bring, the passion that they are going to bring to the game has to be improved. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense for sure, Tori. But I think that there's times in the year when the, when that's when we really need to invest time in it. So thinking about what I can do as a coach to make my team better is, you know, several different prongs. So prong number one is, you know, my technical knowledge, my skills, my understanding, my strategies. Prong number two is the mental aspect of the game, understanding the team chemistry, the what builds a good team, what creates a good culture. And then the third is the understanding each individual player's needs, wants, challenges, and doing a better job of, of navigating those things so that the first two th parts probably come together a little bit easier and a little bit more successfully. No, I think that's great. And what better time than, as you termed it, the off-season? That might be a perfect time for us to evaluate and, and have a strategy come you know, through the winter and, and then going into the, the spring and summer sessions to where it's a lot smoother ride, right? Right. Well, and I think one of the things that we do as coaches all the time is we always talk ourselves into thinking we don't have enough time. We don't have enough knowledge. We don't have enough expertise, whatever it is. So we kind of duck some of these challenges. Opportunities and, to do stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And and one of the things when we talk all the time about, you know, we want our players to challenge themselves, you know, to work really hard at the stuff that they're not good at. Well, when you get to be my age, you spend a, enough time looking back on your life. And, and one of the things that I find myself asking myself all the time is, how could I have been so damn stupid for so long? We because, don't know what we don't know. Right. Because right? you're so set in your ways. You're so sure that what you're doing is right, that it takes somebody to kind of give you that or something to kind of give you that kick in the butt saying, wait a second, this is not the best strategy. This is not the best way to, to do this. And you know, and I think so. I fell very much the victim of my own stubbornness or my own uh, lack of uh, flexibility in my coaching techniques, my coaching style for a very long time. I wish I had figured this out a long time ago because I think I would have been a whole lot happier and, and had a whole lot more success. You know, we won plenty of games, but I think we... And I we, think that's part of why we keep doing what we're doing because right. we had success. Right. right. And, and you, know, you have a year where you're, you win your conference championship, you make the NCAA tournament, you know, people are talking about what a great job you did coaching your team and you just kind of fall in love with that idea you get used to thinking oh we must I'm, be I'm, doing good i'm pretty good at this yeah creating a mindset and i think you know starting off with the off season quote unquote is a time for all of us to to really evaluate what we're doing as coaches to really take a good hard look at it what's working what's not working what could be better and to start to invest some time in that and i think the one missing ingredient for most of us is the investment in the individual player to have a better understanding about what's going on. And so, you know, perfect example, you have, you know, one player who's 
you know, got the perfect uh, support system. Mom and dad are there all the time. You know, they, they support her completely. They, they, they give her everything that they, that she needs. They don't put too much pressure on her. They don't, you know, they don't uh, add to the challenges that this player is facing. You know, they, they just basically have created the, the environment of a lifetime where a player should and, and can thrive. And then on the exact same team, you have the absentee parent, the parent that doesn't have any interest in helping their kid you know, or is so overbearing and so pressure packed that the players out there with one eye on the stands the entire time they're playing because they know that mom or dad or both are going to freak out every, you know, every opportunity they get. Well, from a coaching perspective, if I treat both of those players the same and all my strategies are the same, I'm definitely missing the boat. Right. And now one of the things I've heard from coaches over time is, well, it's not my job to solve those kinds of problems. Well, kind of is. It really is. It doesn't necessarily mean that environment. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can solve the the underlying problem. But, you know, just with that scenario, you got one player who's coming from the quote unquote perfect environment, another player who's coming from a very challenging environment. If I treat both of those players exactly the same, that's probably flawed. So I need to be thinking about. Well, I can coach player A a certain way. I have to coach player B a different way. I have to speak to player A a certain way. I have to speak to player B a different way. I have to maybe put a little bit of extra be mindful. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and may, maybe I can you know give player A a little extra kick in the butt once in a while, or or coach her in a way that that challenges her a little bit more. That maybe gets after her a little bit more. And player B, I can't. I was going to say because A is not getting that. Right. On the other end. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there's always this balancing act, right? And we talk about that all. I think we had a nickel for every time we say balancing act on, on these podcasts. We wouldn't need any patrons. We're all trying to figure that part out. Yeah, but yeah. the reality is that if we're not doing that, if we're not investing that time on the front end, we're going to end up paying the price on, on the back end. And so setting some time aside as a coach to be thinking about the individual players, the individual needs of each player having some strategies in mind of ways to reach those kids more effectively. You know, and if that's part of an overall mental game training program or whatever, that's great. You know, I think a lot of that stuff would go a long way towards helping these players in the first place. But at the end of the day, it really is part of every coach's job to be creating strategies that match up with the players that you're coaching. And the one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach is not likely to be the answer, the correct or the best answer to this question very often. No, I think that's uh, exciting. And if we want to have a situation where the kids get as much from our team and from the experience that we all have together, that's something that we probably need to do, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's, again, it's, it's, you, you can, you're going to pay the price one way or the other. You can invest the time and effort on the front end, trying to get ahead of this and making sure that you're proactively coaching all the players on your team in a manner that matches up with what they need. Or you can be putting out fires later on when the players who you're not reaching and are not coaching the best way possible for what they need, then you know those players are leaving, those players are, are playing poorly, they're struggling when, when we need them to, to play the best. They're struggling the most when we need them to play the best. They're going to be least likely to succeed um, when when we really want them to succeed, and so I think it's just a, a an important mindset adjustment for all of us as coaches to use the time that we have when we have it to start thinking about these strategies and these other things. And again, you know, how many hours in a day can you afford to spend on softball? Well, you know, for every coach, it's going to be a different answer, but all of us need to be strategizing and thinking about how we can make sure that we're 
definitely touching on this piece of the puzzle. And Tori, as you're saying this stuff too, it's not that we're trying to create 12 different approaches if I have 12 different kids, right? There's going to be probably groups of kids that get a lot of this at home or kids that don't get that much. And, you know, we're only talking about having probably two or three different levels of each of these things in our approach, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it's going to change or can change from situation to situation. Anytime, you know, we're working with players, people, you know, we have to always be ready for whatever it takes to get the most out of each individual player. If that means that you have to, you know, have 10 different strategies for 12 different players, then I think sometimes that's what it takes. Now, I don't think it's going to always be that way. Right. Every player take a look at each of the right, 12. But and, it's, and we need to be thinking yeah. about it up front. And I think that's maybe the most important thing. And we start to think about individual player needs and challenges and strengths and weaknesses. None of us have any trouble at all thinking about, well, you know, Don's my shortstop and he can't go to the hole. You know, he, he can't make a backhand play. So we have no trouble at all coming up with strategies in practice to work on Don going uh, to his backhand to try to make that play in the hole. Well, Don also has a broken home and, and a really screwed up home life. Well, if I spend time thinking about how to make you a better fielder, but I don't spend time thinking about how to support you as a person, I'm totally missing the boat. Right. And I think that's the, you know, the reality of it. Now, you know, how drastic and how severe you know, each player's challenge is going to be, it's going to, you know, again, depend on, on team to team and situation to situation. You know, if we, you know, look in some teams, I'm sure the, the dynamics from, you know, player to player are very similar. You look at some teams, the dynamic from one end of the pl- spectrum to the other is gigantic. Again, I think it's just, that's why when we talk about investing this time, great coaches are made in the off season. When you've got a couple of week break, that's when you should be strategizing this stuff. And some, I was going to say something you said earlier too, Tori, when, I, as a player, know that you've taking, taken some of your time or, or some of your downtime to think about me as an individual. That's going to endear me a lot more to you as a coach if I know that you've taken that time right. and that, uh, that you're really thinking about me. Well, So, yeah, that, that w- can one be super the, impactful for sure. One of the oldest and most impactful sayings I've ever heard about coaching is they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There you go. Right. If I if you don't care enough to invest any time in me as a person, how much am I going to invest in you trying to teach me how to play this game better? Right. I mean, yeah. I just I think think the the common sense of that is is pretty obvious. And so so coaches, you know, great coaches, great teams, I think are are a process. It's a project that takes a long time. But the off season, the breaks in the season, when you've got a little bit of time where you're maybe not having to plan for practice every you know every couple of days or whatever is a really good time to take a good hard look at the makeup of your team, the individual players, make sure that you're strategizing how to reach each one of them individually. You're already doing it for them as players. You already have a wish list of stuff you wish they could do better on the field. Let's just make sure that we're also thinking about the stuff that we can do to support them off the field. I was going to say pay big big dividends in the spring. Right. It will make you a better team, but it's also going to make you a very proud person at some point in time because one of those players is going to come back when they're 10, 15, 20 years older and say, you know, it really meant a lot to me. It really made a difference when, you know, I was really struggling with whatever it was. And when I came to practice, I knew you cared enough to really work hard to help me get better at it. So that's going to wrap up number 166. Make sure you support our sponsors, the Anderson Bat Company, and make sure you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, become a patron if you can. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. 
They're $49.95 a dozen. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.